Hello, ladies. All righty. Did either of you have questions or did you come to hear questions answered? You have to unmute. I see you talking. You have to unmute to talk. Did you, Atlanta? Did you have a question? No, I just said I was here to listen. <laughs> oh. Well, now you know how to mute. <laughs> All right. Well, in a few I minutes, have... grandkids are coming. <laughs> yeah, I have a list of questions that I've gotten. So if you guys don't have any, did any of you have questions that are here? Just like what what the the plan is for for like what we're gonna plan to do. Yeah. Um, for today or for you to uh, do the, are you planning on doing the free program on your own or are you wanting to join the, the paid program just so I know which direction to answer? Um, the free one for now. Okay. <clears throat> so the free program, um, did you already download the, uh, the email that you got or Facebook or Instagram or something that says like, what's, yes. Okay, so on those, you would start by just filling out a daily plan every day and starting to utilize some of those worksheets. So um, kind of figuring out where you're following your plan, where you're not, and looking for ways to make some little changes until you start seeing your results that you want. Okay. And then there's some other worksheets in there, like the habit tracker that helps you kind of see which things uh, would be the next direction to work on. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. So um, someone asked, is there a right way to take measurements? And so um, it doesn't really matter if you do it a certain way, as long as you do it the same way each and every time. And so pick the same spot. So when it, you're talking about like your arms or your legs, usually just one side. So typically people do, if they're right-handed, they'll do right dominant. And so they'll do right arm, right leg, right thigh and calf. And then um, your chest. So your chest measurement, um, if you're female, then you have breast tissue. And so typically if you're measuring across your breast, that number is going to be different, whether you have clothes or bra or depending on your weight loss. So um, what I typically do is I either measure above or I measure like where your band would go, like below your breast where that crease would be. Um, and either one is fine. You just pick one and go with it. Um, measure the same place each time. Um, some people don't know where their natural waist is. And so um, a good tip to figure out where your natural waist is, is stand up and bend sideways and where your side curves in, that's your natural waistline. So that's where you would measure at. Um, hips, so your hips are going to be um, through that fullest part, including your rear end. Um, oh, someone asked how often should I weigh? Um, you are going to weigh once a week just to keep your records. Sometimes people weigh every day. Um, like I'll weigh every day sometimes when I'm trying to like figure out how certain foods affect me. Like um, I'll, 
Like if I eat pizza, I typically have learned that I get a three pound gain of um, water bloat. And so um, it's just data. I see Susie's face crying. Um, it's just data. And so like, I would know maybe I wouldn't like put a whole bunch of things that my body's reactive to all at one time. Um, so if you can, if you can weigh every day and not have lots of thoughts and drama, then you, there's no wrong way. It's just data. But when the scale has you frustrated or upset or feeling like your efforts aren't good enough, then it's important to go back to once a week. Um, and truly you're looking for habits. So the scale and the measurements are just another extra piece of data. And so um, what you are really looking at is like, what are your habits that you're creating and how are they making a big difference for you? And so um, if you're drinking more water and you're noticing like my skin's looking clearer or you're getting more sleep and you're like, I have more alertness, like those things are so much more important than what the scale says. And they're gonna be the things that like keep you wanting to, to keep moving on. Um, oh, and then a tip. If you printed the measurement form in black and white ink, then some of the uh, graphs don't show up. So like the person in the middle doesn't show up in black and white sometimes and neither do like the headlines of the, of the boxes. So that was something brought to my attention. Um, any questions about that so far? Okay. Um, the next question that I had wrote in was, um, what should I be planning? And so you get to plan anything you want. Um, so you get to decide on your protocol. And so when you're deciding on that, um, in the beginning, you're going to just write down very close to what you're already eating. So if your family has pizza twice a week, I'm saying this from experience because that's what mine did. We ate pizza twice a week and we probably had a takeout from a fast food drive-in, drive-through kind of thing another couple times a week. So in the beginning, that's what mine looked like. And I got used to just eating what we already had, trying to just stop before I was full. And then um, I went to trying to find a better option and then like, you know, maybe we were still going to McDonald's, but I was trying to find a better option, which they don't have anymore. They used to have salads and grilled chicken sandwiches and they don't. Um, so like things like that. So you just start right where you are and then just keep trying to see like, if I make this one slight little difference, what kind of result am I gonna get with that? And so um, they're so insignificant of changes that you're willing to do them because you don't think it's going to matter at all. And so it kind of tricks your brain into thinking like, this isn't that big of a deal. Of course I can do it. Like, of course I can say no cheese on my sandwich this week. Not a big deal. And so then you do it and you see, how do I feel? Does my digestion feel better? Did the scale do anything? You know, maybe I'm not as congested in my head. Maybe my joints didn't hurt. So you're just looking for all those things and then keeping track of that in that response log so that you know, like, hey, when I ate this, I didn't feel so good, but this is how much of it I ate. So is it a quantity thing? Is it when I pair it with something else? Or maybe that's just something you have less frequently so that when you, like mine's dairy. Dairy will send me to the bathroom and um, so like, that doesn't mean I never have a milkshake. I just am very calculated. Like 
are we going home next? Um, can I take it to go with me? Or sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't want the result of what that milkshake's going to do. But then there's other times I do. So either way, I'm fully in control of that decision, um, but I'm doing it with my eyes wide open. So uh, making those kind of decisions for yourself. So you're not eating behind your back. You're planning what you're going to have. So, you know, if Oreos is on your plan or um, chips or pizza or whatever your thing is, like just put it on your plan. If you can see your future self standing there at their goal and they get to have that kind of food and you want that to be something in that plan, then you need to be eating it now so that you learn how to eat it so that you can keep eating it when you're at your goal. Um, if your body just says like, oh, I don't like this. And like it, like I said, it sends me to the bathroom. Well, then you might say like, I'm still choosing to not have it. I don't have it because I don't want to be in the bathroom. So it's not that I can't because I physically can put it in my mouth. But I'm also, when I do that, choosing the result it gives me. So when you're creating your food plan, pick foods that you're going to eat that you want to eat. And then just get really curious about like, how did this respond? How do I want to feel? You know, maybe like I said, I used the example of take the cheese off your salad or your sandwich. I, like, is that going to do anything? Okay, so that did or didn't. So like, what else am I willing to try? And just keep finding those little things about, can I just try one little thing and get those in there? Um, a big question was, um, I want to make sure that I covered all that. Oh, the only other things I wrote on there was like your reasons for planning food and be open to experimenting to see what works for you. Um, it will be different for each person, um, which my, my brain like truly exploded when I got told I had to pick my own foods because I I felt so damaged from like diet culture about all of the things I couldn't have, all the things I was supposed to have. And so when I was told, just pick what you're going to eat and write it down, I just couldn't. Like I was paralyzed with fear of picking the right thing and there's no right thing. So you just pick something and then see how your body responds. So it's a total experiment. Um, so the other big question that someone had was, how do I make a plan when I don't know where I'm going or what will be available to me? And so you are still in so much control of so many things, even when you don't know what's going to be offered. And so like um, with the holidays coming up, that's a big one that people um, tend to feel like I have no control. I'm going to somebody's house and I have no idea what they're serving or we're going to dinner with friends and I have no idea what restaurant they're even gonna pick. And so you can start kind of making some, um, some plans outside of knowing the specifics. So like sometimes you might plan, I'm only gonna eat whatever is served when I'm hungry. So if I get there and I'm not quite hungry yet, I might just order it to go or I might um, just say, you know, I think I'm good. I'll just have something to drink. And I have done it. I've gone for girls' nights and just sat and had a had an unsweetened iced tea. And they had way more drama about me not eating than I did. And so, and then when I got home, I ate what was planned and it was fine. Um, you can decide ahead of time if you're gonna have an appetizer. You can decide ahead of time if you're gonna have sweets or alcohol. 
Um, and in planning that ahead of time, there's, there's so much empowerment because when you know you're going to have something like that, then maybe like your other meals, you're saying, well, I don't need a few extra bites on this meal because I know I'm going, I've already planned a dessert. Like, oh, I can't wait to eat this dessert and I'm planning it. I'm excited about it. And then I'm not tempted to like want to eat more and more for the other meals. So it, it just, um, when you plan it intentionally, even if it's without the specifics, you um, have so much control over how you do things for the whole day. Um, you can decide that whatever's offered, you're going to pick the best option of it. So um, like you go to a dinner party and they've got like the whole countertop buffet style, right? And um, maybe you're like, well, I definitely love that spinach dip. That is not my favorite. I do not love that thing. Um, maybe Susie's got her stuffed mushrooms there. I'm like, oh, I'm having two of those babies. Like that's for sure. So I just like look at the whole spread and I pick like, if I was going to be picking a menu before I start putting things on my plate, I look at what's offered and I decide, okay, I already know what has been planned already today, what I've eaten. If this is like earlier in the day and I still have another meal to go. And then I make a meal choice based on what I'm seeing before I even load my plate up. Um, sometimes people will say, I'm only going to have one plate, whatever I'm doing, I'm only going to have one plate. Some people from back in Weight Watchers day say, and I'm going to make islands, you know, so like that means like the food doesn't touch on your plate. So it's not big heaping helpings of each thing. Um, so that it's smaller portions. So they are islands on your plate is what they used to call it. Um, and then, uh, some people say like, I'm only going to have a, like, I'm going to take a bite of each thing that serving size so that I can try all the things. And then I'm gonna stop whenever I'm satisfied. So I'll eat them in the order that I like them first and then stop when I'm um, getting closer to thinking I might be getting full. Um, sometimes people say, I'm going to pick vegetable and meat choices first. And so um, I, I work with some people that are diabetic. So like they need to have less carbohydrate type things. So they're looking for the fruits and vegetables, the meats, that kind of thing first or cheeses. Um, it just totally depends on what you want. Um, sometimes people serve their plate and then they pick one bite of each thing and then they sit there and they just sit and talk and they wait because usually if you're eating out with people, the whole point is the entertainment of being with your friends or family. And so they really enjoy being there in that moment. And then they'll look at their plate and then whatever their favorite was, maybe take another bite and then sit and, li and listen and talk. And each time that you're not physically taking a bite, you put your fork down so that you are very active in the conversation and the food becomes just something in the background. Um, which I don't know if I, if I got it to it in any of these videos. The whole thing that makes this so exciting is that I learned, um, I learned how to be excited about my life and not so excited about my food. And I still love food. I still find pleasure in the taste of the food, but food is just something that, um, this is such a crude analogy, so crude. So um, a uh, lady that um, has been doing weight loss with me for years, her and her husband have both lost over a hundred pounds and he has no mental issues whatsoever. So she said, what 
why is it that you can not want to eat so much food and I'm always still thinking about food? And they both individually lost over a hundred pounds each. And he said, I don't know, it's like taking a shower or something, or he's like, it's like taking a poop. Like, you know, you enjoy it when you do it, but you're not like running to the toilet to go try to poop or trying to go and get a shower every time you get your feelings hurt. And so like, I loved when he said that. And um, because we do that with food, when our feelings are hurt, when we're excited, when we're upset, when we're tired, when we're trying to look for something, we look into food and it's either a distraction or sometimes we think it's a comfort to us. And so if you can really enjoy what you're planning and then when you're done, you're so excited to live life, like that is gonna be like the optimal sweet spot for you. Like, what am I so excited to do that I, I mean like, what is it? It takes you, what, five to 10 minutes to eat a meal typically. And I mean, if you're not counting cleanup time and set up your plate, like, and so if you have what, 30 minutes of, of eating over the course of a 24 hour period of time, what are you going to do with all the rest of that time? Like, how are you going to fill that time? And so that's exciting. When your brain stops being so concerned about what your meals are and what you're eating or not eating, and you're really thinking about like, what are the other 23 and a half hours of my day going to be filled with? You know, if this was my last day on earth, what would I want them to be filled with and try to do something from that list? Um, you asked me um, already, Melissa, about the worksheet. And so you definitely plan your foods on the left side of the worksheet and then um, when it says assess, that's like what you actually ate. So you um, put on there like what you've actually eaten at the end of the day. If it was or wasn't what you planned, it doesn't matter. It's what you actually ate is what you wrote over there. And then the other little bubbles are going to be like, did I only eat this when I was hungry? Did I stop before I was full? And that's with each meal, each snack, that kind of thing, so that you can start learning like, did I follow my hunger cues or not? And it's um, great to get very curious if you're not doing the things um, just to see why. Like, is it a mental block? Is there something going on? What is um, keeping you from doing what you say you'll do? Um, are you being too hard on yourself? Are you saying you're going to do things that there's no reason for? It's just a place to be super curious. Um, and then there's a little line next to those bubbles. So um, if you've watched the video yet that talks about challenges, and so on the different challenges, um, if you have a challenge that's related to your food, you can write it in there. So like sometimes I'll say, um, I'm fasting for breakfast. And so I would write fasting for breakfast. As long as I fast, I give myself a circle. Um, or I might say, I'm leaving two bites behind to every meal. As long as I do that, I get a circle for each meal that I do it at. And it's just a way for me to kind of keep track. It's like, you know, when you're potty training and you got the star. And so, you know, you get excited for yourself. I got a star, I did it. And so um, it keeps you motivated to do it and just keep seeing, or you start noticing like, oh, I definitely leave two bites behind at breakfast and lunch, but dinner, I just am not doing it. And it's like, why am I so connected to dinner that I don't? Like it's two bites. Nobody has ever starved over two bites. Why am I not doing this? And so it's a great place to just figure out some of your stuff. Like why, why am I not doing this? Why do I, why am I making this into a big deal? 
So that is um, Have you guys, um, this is going to be like a, an audience participation thing. So you might have to unmute yourself for this one. Have you guys been listening to your hunger cues? Was this something new for you? Anybody? <laughs> Does anybody want to unmute and talk? Michelle? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been kind of doing, as you know, a variety of things for quite a while. And I kind of, before I even knew from you, just like, don't eat unless you're hungry. I kind of figured that out on my own. And I, and I've actually, well, I've been on fall break for the last two weeks. So it's been easier to do some of these things because I'm not at work. I'm not bound by that schedule. Um, but I have gone. And I think I told you, like, literally, I've kind of looked into intermittent fasting and I just decided let me just see like how long I can go without feeling hungry. And like, I literally went in the last two weeks. I mean, I think I told you I went 17 hours one day, 18 hours another day, 21 hours another day. So when and I was feeling that, sorry to interrupt. When you were feeling that 17 to 20 hours, was there zero, like you never got a single hunger cue or they weren't so strong that they were like making you want to eat? What's, what do you think? I didn't have much at all. I mean, I feel like a lot of this is psychological. Like I feel like, and I think I read this somewhere. I've been reading a lot of books too. And it's like, we just feel like we're going to die if we don't have all of our meals or if we don't have all of our snacks. And I just wanted to see like, cause I it's used to have a problem. urgency out for you. The urgency that hunger would, you said, what I want to ask you about is you said that there wasn't much at all. So like in the much, what would be something that you did notice, but it wasn't much? I mean, and actually I'm fasting right now. Um, just like right now, I feel a little tiny, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Is it in your throat, your mouth, your stomach? Where do you notice it? Uh, it's in my stomach. It feels a little empty. It feels a little hurty, like but it's not horrible. Does it feel empty? Like maybe like your stomach, it's like an echo in a cave. You just feel like the little echo of, of it in your empty stomach. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So that would be an initial hunger cue. So if you're eating to, um, when you're first hungry, that would be what a hunger cue would be. So typically when you're working with hunger, body signals, hunger cues, if you are totally just going on with your day and you don't think a thing about food, then you're totally neutral. You're not hungry. You're good. When you start noticing maybe like your energy's dropping a little or your thoughts are starting to go to food, like, is it starting to get dinner time yet? I, I think I'm starting to get hungry. That's probably the first initial sign of it. That echoey kind of empty stomach is kind of some of those early signals of hunger. And so when you feel that, that's kind of your green light to say, yes, this is when I would eat. And it's great to eat then. So like, I know like you flexed your willpower, your urgency kind of thing. You've lost some of that urgency with food. But if you go ahead and eat, like give yourself the green light, like I feel this. I totally recognize that this is still some of the early hunger. And so like if I was busy and I couldn't eat right away, I totally know it's not an emergency kind of situation, but this is my body saying, hey, Michelle, 
I'm kind of hungry. And so you would feed yourself. And the nice thing is you're feeding yourself when you're not super hungry. You're not thinking like, oh, I'm starving. I've missed so many meals. So then you just eat a little something. You're willing to leave bites behind. You're willing to just have half the meal. And I'm not saying you have to do those kind of things, but you're so much more willing to do it when your body knows I'm going to get more as soon as I get hungry again. And so it gets um, to where it can rely on you to feed it. It doesn't have to go into that primitive brain that says, no, it's, you know, she's dieting and I'm, I'm doing without, and I need to throw up all the protest signals. It's like, Hey, by the way, I'm hungry. You fed me. I'll let you know when I'm hungry again. And you can ignore it and go on the rest of your day after you've eaten. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read something about fasting and it said, you know, fasting is you choosing to do that. It's not yeah. someone starving you. Right. It's you choosing that. And so that's where I'm just kind of looking at. I was like, I can eat whenever I want to. And I mean, again, it's easier because I've been home. So I don't know how that after, you know, this week, when I go back to work, how that's going to work, because then I can't just eat like well, easy the thought. So I have <laughs> just as many people tell me it's easier when I'm at work because I'm in routine. So easier at home because I can plan and it's all in my kitchen easier when it's at work. And I've already had to decide on a routine. Easy is what your thoughts are. And so either way is fine. But I, I guess what I want to emphasize is that Um, there's no reason to have to go that long. And so like if you're choosing to on occasion, but we don't want to get into a situation where we're not actually giving our body what it wants, because then it will start protesting and saying like, you've done, you've done this to me and I need to collect all the fat I can because you're, you're starving me. So did anyone else have a hunger cue they wanted to tell me about? Well, you know, mine's not a hunger cue. Yours is a lack of hunger cues. Mine is a lack. Mine is total lack. No yeah. breakfast, no lunch. Starving so usually on my way home from work. Coke. Coke. I can drink a Coke and that'll, that's my go-to. When I'm at work, I can sit there and do my work and sip on a Coke. You know, but I will eat too. You know, how, how we have had free-for-alls at work too. Yeah. And I can eat there, but I'm not hungry, but I'll eat. So Susie here has a Coke, a Coke addiction is what we'll tease. Totally. Totally. And um, she's not a diet Coke girl. She's a full, full sugar Coke. And so she's giving her body Coke and it's sugar all throughout the day. And so um, it's, it's not really letting her body get hungry because she's kind of almost got like this IV line of a steady stream of glucose mm-hmm. coming in at all times. And so um, what, and I, I hope you don't mind me sharing some of this. No, absolutely not. Um, so with her, what I've said was she needs to put Coke on her plan as if it was her dinner or her breakfast or her snack or her lunch. And so that Coke has sugar in it and the Coke needs to be on the plan. So however many of them you're eating, you're, dr- you're eating, how many you're drinking, they need to go really? on the plan. And so um, that way, you know, when you're having them, because really you're having Coke in place of food. So uh-huh. your desire for drinking the Coke is what the desire for eating would be if you took the Coke out. And so the, which hunger, I have to do <laughs> the hunger cues, um, the hunger cues will switch to food when you're not having Coke giving that sugar all the time. 
So you will yeah. get hungry when you're not, because like, really, it would be like if you had, let's say you had like the big buffet of breakfast and you just took a bite. So every time you came back to your desk, you took a bite or two, and then you just kept working. Your body isn't hungry because you kept feeding it. And so it's not telling you, hey, girl, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm starving, because you are just steadily feeding it a couple of bites every time you take a couple sips of your Coke. Make yeah, sense? which, yeah, and I've got to wing off, we know. I've got to get to flavored water. Or start with Diet Coke to get the sugar out and then go to flavored water and then just some plain water in there too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, so last question um, for me to answer real quick. Unless do you, any of you have questions for me before I jump into this last one? Okay, so um, how can I make my meal plan easy? So everybody has things going on, you know, whether we have activities or whether our family are picky eaters or whatever it is, you, you look for the ways to make it so much easier. And so if this becomes something that is so easy, you're going to want it in your life and you're gonna want it in your life forever. So when you find that it's something you're wanting to do forever, then you're, uh, you're going to be able to maintain whatever your weight is. And so um, I have a very defiant personality. And so I did not want to do this. I did not want to do it forever. And um, I, I noticed that uh, when I did a few of these kind of things, it made it so much easier. So like I know on Mondays and Wednesdays, I work late. So Mondays and Wednesdays are always going to either be something pre-made or it's going to be something that um, is in a crock pot. Um, usually my lunches are kind of like boring. I have either a soup, a salad, or a leftover. And so on the Sunday, I usually prep a bunch of lettuce and I make, it's called salad bar in my fridge. And it's like one big uh, glass container and I just make rows of all the veggies. So in the morning, I just grab what I want, throw it in my, in my bag and take it with me to work. Or on Sundays, we'll have like a big bunch of soup and then I portion the rest out. So I just have to grab one of those to take for my lunch, maybe a piece of fruit. I used to ask my family to each pick one recipe, one kind of meal that they really wanted to have. And um, they got tired of picking. So I said, fine, I get to pick. And if you don't eat it, I don't care. And I got okay with either eating leftovers or throwing them away or freezing them. Um, I'll make up, um, sometimes on a weekend when I have a little more time, I'll make up, um, trying to think, I have in my freezer right now, um, a bunch of like one pound bags of like Italian beef, of brisket, of pulled pork. Um, we had a big ham and I took all the ham off and I diced it up in my food processor. So I have like, it's almost like bacon bit size. It's little tiny ham. I'll put it on potatoes and salads on, and my eggs, like all that kind of stuff. So anything I can do just to make it so much easier for myself. And so um, the last thing I was going to share is currently right now, like I didn't even know how to cook anymore. I had gotten so where I was, uh, I was afraid to make food. I was afraid to know how to spice it. I was afraid I was just so afraid. I was afraid of food. So not having any kind of um, confidence in myself. So I did like HelloFresh meals. And then after that, now I've kind of been for quite a while on something called um, e-meals. And so I think it was like $59. I don't have any connection with them other than that I just pay for their product. But um, it was like $59 for the year. Every Wednesday, they send me um, a menu of foods I can pick from. 
And sometimes I go into like the crock pot meals and I'll pick a couple of those, but I, I think I do like quick and healthy or something is the one I picked. And I picked for two people because our son's college age, well, he just finished college, but um, he's not always home. So usually even with it for saying for two people, I usually can get four portions out of it. So like um, usually my husband and I eat that night and then my son and I have our lunches for the next day. Um, but like, I'll pick what meals I want and then it sends it, um, it puts the menus in my phone and then it takes the grocery list and I can have like Walmart grocery pickup or um, a scheduled pickup. And so it's kind of just automated for me now. And um, it's whatever groceries I need and it makes it easier. So it keeps me out of the grocery store. That's not something I love. I don't love going in and picking my own groceries. I'm absolutely fine with letting someone else do that and me just letting them load it into my car too. And so it's part of that. I'm like looking forward to the things that I enjoy in life and grocery shopping and making meal plans is not my favorite thing. So I love how easy it has made it for me. Some people love cooking and, and I do like cooking. I love spending the time with my family, but the emails has just made it so much easier. So that's what I'm currently using. And um, like we have date night every Thursday. I know Monday, Wednesdays are crock pot meals or something fast. Sunday's usually going to be my big soup or something like I can have for the rest of the week. And then like we do like a Chinese night and a Mexican night. And so that kind of starts to fill in the calendar. So anything that kind of creates some routine, um, if someone has a birthday, you know, well, maybe we're going out to dinner that night instead, or maybe they have a favorite meal that they want. So you just, you look at your calendar and you try to plug things in. If you're a person who has kids that are in sports, maybe, you know, on these nights, it's going to either be crock pot or it's going to be um uh someone just asked me a question maybe you know it's email emails yeah um emails uh where i'm at they um they will let us deliver through or not deliver but you can order your groceries through instacart walmart or kroger here in indiana where i'm where we're located at um, so if you're in a different state, when you go on emails, it'll tell you what meal delivery or not meal delivery, meal um, grocery pick things it is. So anyway, but like just the easier you can make it, the easier it'll be on yourself. So, all right, that's all I have for you guys. So if you have done the free program, wonderful. And you can always email me questions. Um, we have another Zoom live on Tuesday next week and uh, four o'clock and that's Eastern Standard Time. I realized I did not put Eastern Standard Time on here and I've got quite a few people from even out of the country. So I need to like make sure I'm, I'm better at like writing the time zone and um, we'll answer more questions. And it is open right now. And so we have a handful of people who are gonna do the paid full program with us. And so that will be like a three month long program. You get one-on-one -on -one coaching, some group stuff like this. And um, you'll be learning a lot more about how to create those habits that are really effective and um, how to manage our thoughts. And so the managing of the thoughts was the part that I truly, truly like waited thinking, no, no, it's just about the do line. Like I just need to do stuff. I just need to have better habits. And the habits are so amazing. But if your thoughts are not where they need to be, then you're not gonna want to do those habits. So if we manage your habits and your thoughts, you'll have great routine and you'll also have the want to on the rest. So it makes it so much simpler. It's the part that makes you want to keep doing it. All righty. That's all I have. Thanks for coming, guys.
Bye.